Hello, everyone. Welcome to Titan Alumni Talks, a weekly podcast where we talk to alumni about their experiences at Cal State Fullerton. For this week's episode, we have Sydney Francois, who received her bachelor's degree in American Studies in 2018, and she's currently pursuing her master's at Cal State Fullerton in American Studies. Prior to pursuing her master's, she worked as a marketing specialist for the LA Kings. To listen to this episode and all future episodes, you can catch them on Titan Radio at 6 p.m. on Saturdays, or you can watch them on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash alumni. Yeah, so thank you so much, Sydney, for joining us today on the podcast. Of course, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So currently right now, you're on the alumni board of directors. So tell me a little bit about why you wanted to come back to school and sort of give back to the community by joining a volunteer program. Absolutely. So I graduated about two years ago in 2018 with my bachelor's and I was working, I was traveling, but I just felt like there was so many things that I did not get to experience at Cal State Fullerton. Um, and so that was something that I wanted to go back to the school and provide for students who were, or who will be in the position that I was in as an undergrad. So I saw the board of directors as an opportunity for me to do that. So you majored and got your bachelor's in American studies and you graduated in 2018. And now you're coming back and getting your master's at Cal State Fullerton a couple years later. So yes. tell me why you decided to get your master's and like what your end goal is with a career in uh, American studies. Absolutely. So um, to be completely honest, um, the pandemic kind of pushed me into getting my master's. I always planned on it, but I had a really fun job that I was enjoying. And so I kind of put my education on the back burner. Um, And then once the pandemic hit, I unfortunately lost my job. I worked in sports, so there was not really a need for us when this hit. And so I decided to use this free time as an opportunity to go back to school to further my education and Um, I intend on getting my PhD eventually and then working at a university level on the administrative side. So maybe as a dean, a provost, something in that area. I see. So you were working with the LA Kings as a marketing specialist. So how did you get into that field uh, after you majored in American Studies? So this is kind of something that I fell into. Um, I, you know, was not a fan of hockey. I had never been to a hockey game. I didn't know anything about the sport, to be completely honest. Um, And then so... I had a friend who told me about the LA Kings ice crew, which is kind of like the cheerleaders of hockey, essentially. Um, And so once you're kind of in that position, you start to transition into marketing from there because you are essentially, you know, aside from the players, you're the face of the team, you're who the fans interact with, you're who the community interacts with. So that's where the transition started for me. And it's, you know, more of a marketing-based position. you got to go to schools, you got to go to local businesses, and you get to organize fundraisers. And your main job is to give back to the community. So that was really rewarding. And that's the job that I stayed in for a couple of years. I see. So I'm woefully uneducated in hockey. So there were cheerleaders for hockey, like there are like basketball and football. So they get really upset when we call ourselves cheerleaders. We're not <laughs> technically cheerleaders. We don't cheer on the ice, but I think yeah. that that's the easiest equivalent for people to understand kind of what we do. Um, so we are on ice skates. We go out there, we clean the ice every period, and we're also there to interact with the fans. So the giveaways that you see on the big screen, that's us doing that. The t-shirt tosses, that's something else that we do. So it's our job to get the crowd going, to be fun and interactive with everyone in the arena. So it's our job to keep 20,000 fans entertained when the players are not playing. I see. So tell me a little bit about your degree. What kind of sparked that interest? So going in to Fullerton, I was accepted as a business major. And during orientation, 
they were talking about all the math classes I had to take. And I got up and asked one of the um, proctors that was around if I could be moved to a different orientation because it was not gonna happen for me. Um, so I ended up going to the psychology orientation. So I started at Cal State Fullerton as a psychology major. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Psychology 101 is the second most failed class at Cal State Fullerton. It is? It is, yes. Why is that? Um, I don't know. I guess know. people it, just take it easy or something. Like they expect it to be an easy A. You know, I think that that's what it was. And also they're usually such large halls. I had about 300 students in my oh, class. Okay. So you can't just walk up to the professor and ask for help. Yeah. And you don't get that one-on-one, -on -one, you know, interaction or attention, which is something that a lot of students need, including myself. I need to be able to ask questions and have answers. And so, you know, I went through about seven different majors over my course wow. at Fullerton and I ended up finding that American studies was the department where the classes were so small that I could, you know, directly ask my professor a question and have that question answered instead of leaving class having no idea what was going on. And it's also just such an eye opening major you get to explore American culture and you learn why Americans are the way they are from the food we eat to the TV that we choose to watch to the clothes that we buy, the cars that we drive, the books we read, I mean, anything you can imagine. It's amazing. So there's a little bit of psychology in it, which I think is really cool. I see. So it's kind of surprising how you went through so many different majors, but you still managed to graduate in just four years. Yeah, I mean, I, I pushed through. My last semester, I ended up taking 21 units to, oh. to push through and get out because I had so many useless accumulated courses from changing my major yeah. so many times that when I finally landed on one I had to take you know about six more courses and so I took seven to to get out of there but it's kind of nice you know you you don't have that worry of oh did I pick the right major the first time like some other students have because you tried basically every major there is and you, you exactly. found one that stuck yeah exactly so, yes uh so did you do any like activities or did you join a uh, sorority on campus no, I did not. I didn't do any of that. I was a commuter student, so I lived off campus with roommates and I would commute back and forth to school. And, um, you know, this is, I guess, kind of a touchy subject, but this is one of the reasons why I wanted to come back to Cal State Fullerton to be on the board of directors to help make a difference. Um, African-American students, black students were less than 2% on campus, so there's not really any representation there for us. So it was really hard for me to be a part of any you know, out extracurricular activities, um, especially Greek life. It's very um, exclusive. And once they kind of meet their quotas for us, we're not really a part of that life. So I, you know, I looked into it, but that was something that I was made aware of very early on on campus that there wasn't really a space for black students in Greek life. So unfortunately that was not something I was able to be a part of. Um, but towards my last semester in college, I ended up finding the African American Resource Center and the African American Studies Department, which I actually have my minor in AFAM. So that was my main extracurricular activity that I participated in was events with the Black Student Union towards my last semester. And then also the African American Resource Center was where I really found my, my group. I see. Yeah, that's totally understandable that first as a commuter student, you already have like a lot of difficulty participating in other uh, clubs and events because you got to get home you got to wake up in the morning drive to school right. instead of just like walking down even down the street to your uh, apartment or dorm and then yeah being uh, part of a, like a less representative group it's kind of difficult to find an area where you do fit in and where you can like assimilate with definitely a challenge for me which like I said is what I want to help you know kind of 
prevent from happening again in the future to other students who may be experiencing that. So I'm wondering, can you give maybe some incoming students a pitch on American studies? Why is it that they should major in it? I would say that it's so diverse as a major that you are required to take so many outside courses that you are getting a little bit of everything. I can, you know, shape it to seem like I have a psychology degree with all of the psychology classes that I had to take, you know, outside of it, or, you know, all the ethnic studies classes that I had to take outside of it. And there's just so much you can do with an American studies degree because it's not just history, it's culture, it's psychology, it's education, it's communications, it's, you know, a little bit of every department wrapped into one. And so I would say that that's why I would encourage students to major in American studies because you get a little bit of every field and I think you can utilize that to your benefit when applying for a job. You know, if they need somebody with um, ethnic studies experience, if they need somebody with great communication skills, you are required to take communications classes or public speaking classes or different classes that will expand your skills in a diverse way and not just making you stick to one single thing for the rest of your undergrad. I see, yeah, it kind of just makes you like a better well-rounded person without you having to try and do that on your own. It kind of just forces you to become that by making you take all these other classes. About the marketing specialist, was this something that you just wanted to get into? Or do you think that, again, after you get your master's, you'll get into that? Or will you try a different field that your major allows you to get into because of all the other classes you've taken? So I think that that is just something I've happened to fall into. And I used to be a really shy, you know, quiet person. And I feel like American studies helped pull me out of my shell to where I've become a little bit more social, which you know, helped qualify me for a marketing position. That's not something I ever wanted to go into, intended to go into. It's not something I majored in. Um, but it is something that I think American Studies opened the door for me to do, which is really cool because like I said, it's not something I intended on doing, but I had so many amazing experiences doing it, um, networking, meeting really great people. And so I don't think it's something I will go back into once I get my master's. Um, I really want to work in education. So once I complete my master's, I think I will start looking at community colleges or universities and exploring the administrative side of education. All right, now we're back with Sydney and we're gonna ask her some quick fire questions and see her opinions on some controversial topics. So to start off with, I want like a quick, like quick answer to these, all right? So okay. coffee versus tea. Coffee. Do you think undergrad or graduate will be better? Graduate. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Math or language arts? I think I know this answer. Language arts. <laughs> so do you prefer in-person contact or virtual contact? In-person contact. Dog or cat? Dog. Would you rather have a phone call with someone or a text message with someone? A phone call. Phone call. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. I think I can find out this one too. iOS or Android? iOS. Yeah. Saw the AirPods, I was like, oh, she's iOS. So do you prefer <laughs> online shopping or shopping in a store? Online shopping. You prefer online shopping? It's so like, much easier. But like, if you have to buy clothes like online, then they like never fit or they're never like the right size or the color or anything. I'm a creature of habit and I wear like the same five oh. things every day. So I just have those on repeat. <laughs> All right, so pen or pencil? Pen. Oh, you prefer pen as well? Awesome. Horror movie yes. or a comedy movie? Oh, I think that depends. I gotta go with comedy though. Okay. So you've done other volunteer work, right? For like Easter Seals and Project Smile. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? 
and like what happens with those projects? Definitely. So with Easter Seals, um, I volunteered at the Brea location and that's um, adults with disabilities. And so, you know, I spent a summer volunteering there and it was, it was so fun. It was so rewarding. I can't even begin to explain, you know, it's just, you get to go and you get to hang out with people who want to do fun stuff. You know, I would go and we would get to make bracelets with each other. We would watch movies. Sometimes we'd go to the mall and we would go to the food court to hang out. And so I think that there's definitely, um, you know, some stigmas around adults with disabilities. And I think along with stigma comes fear. And so what I really wanted to do was just go and share my experience with other people and let people know that there doesn't need to be a stigma around people with disabilities. Um, and that, you know, like I said, you gotta go, just go, you gotta hang out. They're like having, you know, you gotta go hang out with your friends. So I had a really good time doing that volunteering. Um, I unfortunately had to stop, um, I moved. So it wasn't the proximity, it was too far for me to do that. But I also volunteered with Project Smile and I was given the opportunity to help volunteer to give free dental care to students in need. So that was also a really rewarding experience. Um, I obviously was not the one providing the dental care. I don't have the experience to do that. Um, but I was there just to kind of, you know, talk the kids through their experience. You would be surprised how many kids are, you know, seven, eight, nine years old and have never been to the dentist before. And so their first time can be really scary for them and their parents aren't there. You know, the schools will bring them to a location that we have set up with, you know, maybe like 50 to hundred dentists who are, you know, helping all of these children. And it's a really, really scary experience for them. So I was there and I would just hang out with them, do arts and crafts with them before their dental exam. And then, you know, be there to hand them a toothbrush and toothpaste after their exam. So I was more there as a comfort barrier between them and the dentist. So that was also a lot of fun for me. So um, what, why do you like personally volunteer for like different programs? Because I know a lot of people, they would rather spend their time maybe like earning money instead of just like volunteering and giving it away for free. Because it's like counting these two and then also on like the board of directors for the alumni house, that's three different projects that you've done all without pay and then most people just wouldn't see it as like worth their time so for me it's really important to give back to people um i think one just because i know what it's like to be in a position when you need help and so i think that it's really important that if you are ever fortunate enough to give back to other people that you definitely should um you know i was in a position where i was very financially stable and i was very you know, ready and willing to give that back to people who needed it instead of, you know, taking my previous experiences for granted. And so I think that it's really important, um, not just, you know, for your own self, but also for the people that you help. I think that, you know, they, they never forget those experiences that you give them and you help provide them, you know, like the students getting the dental care, for example, you know, I'm sure they would never want to go back to the dentist had there not been someone there volunteering to help comfort them, to help give, you know, do arts and crafts with them prior. Uh, it would have just been an overall traumatic experience and they're never gonna wanna go back to the dentist. But if you can take, you know, two hours out of your day and talk to a little kid who, you know, will now see the dentist in a different way and now have good dental hygiene for the rest of their life, you know, it's so worth it, two hours of your day. Or an adult with a disability who feels that they don't have friends or they don't have a community around them, you know, to take two, three hours out of your day to go make bracelets or watch a movie, it, it makes all the difference in the world. And I think people need to understand how just a little bit of time can change someone's entire outlook. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, sometimes I, it's not really like volunteering, but donating as well, like donating blood uh, to the Red Cross. Some people say they're scared of needles or what's the point of it? They're selling the blood anyways. So it's not like anyone's getting it for free, but I mean, someone needs it. Right. Someone's going to do something with it. How much does it take from me? One hour plus I'll be a little sleepy. I'll wake right. up the next day completely fine. So, I mean, if you are able to, if you have the time, if you have the money, if you're not scared of needles, then just go ahead and do something with your time and spend it wisely because, I mean, money can't buy everything, right? Money exactly. can't always buy happiness. Sometimes you got to find other ways to do that. Exactly, exactly. And it's so rewarding. I mean, if you give blood, you get free snacks, you know, you got to help save someone's life. It's, you know, it's a win-win all around. Yeah, I definitely do it for the snacks instead of just going to right. the vending machine. <laughs> Why not just donate a pint of blood and just, just exactly. get a free, save, free yeah, of Oreo cookies? <laughs> you save yourself some money too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm a little curious about like your goals and aspirations like throughout college. Uh, let's say when you were starting uh, your undergrad versus now uh, trying to get your master's. So going into my undergrad, um, from the very beginning, I was like, I want to own my own business. That's why I went in as a business major. And then I thought I wanted to be a therapist. So I switched to psychology. <laughs> And then I thought I wanted to work in public relations. So I was a communications major. And then I wanted to work on a TV show as a geologist. And so I was a geology major for a semester. <laughs> and then I found liberal studies and American studies. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is my major. I'm going to be a professor. And then I just realized how competitive the field was. And it just almost wasn't a realistic goal to have. So I decided to go back, get my master's and look into the administrative side of education where I can still help people. I can still give back, work in education, um, but just work in a more realistic position where I can do that instead of being, you know, so competitive and having the stress of, you know, wondering whether you're going to get tenured, whether you're going to be, you know, a full-time professor or the other stressors that come along with that field. So that's where my goals are now. I think that that's, you know, more realistic. And I think it's better suited to my personality to work on the administrative um, side of education. I see. And then uh, talking about that, what does success mean to you? Is it you being a dean of a department and taking care of all the oversight over there? I would say so. Yeah, I think that that would, you know, be success to me. You know, I complete my master's. I, you know, work my way into that position and eventually have the job that I want and have the ability to give back to my community and to the underrepresented students that need help at whatever school I end up working at. I see. So it's all about like giving back to your community along with like all the volunteering that you do. Exactly. That's, that's my main goal in life is, you know, I feel like that's my purpose is to give back to others and to help others. I see. So uh, tell me a little bit about, or like, I want to know some advice that you could give to like some students trying to get into your field. So uh, maybe someone who's also switching their majors in their first year and doesn't know where exactly they should land and they're thinking about uh, American studies or maybe uh, let's say they're a fourth year in American studies not knowing where they should go afterwards and look for a job. Uh, what are your advice to students like that? So my advice would be to just go into something that you enjoy doing and I know it's like one of those cliche things like if you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life but I think that even if you have your degree, say you enjoy like working with clothes, like get into retail and just, you know, start at a level to see if that's what you like and you can move your way up or you can apply into a higher position with your degree. Um, if you like hospitality, I mean, with American studies, I really believe that you can do anything that you want. If you want to go into education, I mean, 
start as a teacher, you know, get your teaching credential and work at a school. I think that you just have to kind of like dip your toes into different areas that you are interested in. I think that sometimes students feel like they have to have their entire life planned out in their undergrad and they have to, you know, just stick to one major, stick to one job. And then to me, that's when you end up feeling really stuck. And so I have just explored so many different areas. You know, I've worked in sports, I've worked in marketing, I've worked in restaurants, I've worked in retail to see what I like most. And I have come to find that I like working in education the most. And so it's taken me a little bit longer. You know, I took two years off in between my undergrad and my graduate uh, program, but I feel like now I know what I want to do instead of wasting, you know, five to 10 years in a career that I'm not happy in. Yeah, because even if you spend those five to 10 years, then maybe you'll come back and get another major or start over in a new field that you could have fixed earlier in your undergrad by just uh, trying something out, maybe taking a different class or uh, getting a part-time internship or a part-time job in a field that you were curious about and seeing where that went. Exactly, exactly. And I was one of the students who, you know, I put myself through college. I unfortunately didn't have the opportunity to take an internship. But even if you can't do an internship, get a part-time job somewhere where you're still, you know, earning an income, but you get to explore a different route that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm also curious, in American studies, you have to read a lot of books, right? Yes, you do. A lot of books. So tell me about your favorite book that you read in American studies. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, I have read one in um, Dr. Adam Golub's class called Monsters in America. That one's really cool. So it's all about, um, you know, why monsters scare Americans, what monsters scare Americans, you know, why we have a fascination with vampires or werewolves or, you know, different creatures or why other monsters don't scare us. And so it's, it's interesting that there is, you know, evidence behind that. Um, and I've also got to read I Am Legend, the novel. So you get to read a lot of fun books in American studies. That's another reason why I like it. It's not textbooks, you know, we're not cracking open a, you know, 2000 page textbook and having to get through it in a semester. We get to read, you know, I Am Legend. We get to read about um, fashion over the years. We get to read about monsters. We get to watch a ton of television too, which is a lot of fun, so. It's, it's a lot of fun stuff, but I would say I Am Legend and Monsters in America are two of my favorite books that I've read in American Studies. I see. I accidentally walked into one of the American Studies classes thinking it was my class. I walked in a bit early before it started and they just like pop open a book. They just start reading it together. And it was just like fun, you know? You don't have to like study, memorize, read from like a boring textbook. You get to like analyze some like work of art right there, so. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, with that, there's not the pressure to like be, right everyone's going to have a different interpretation in american studies and i mean there is you know a right answer like you have to make sure you do the reading you have to be aware of what you're talking about yeah. but it's not like in math where everyone has to have an identical answer in order to succeed you can have your own interpretation and to me that's what i love about american studies it doesn't take your creativity away from you it allows you to expand on that which i think is really important for just humans in general yeah, uh, I'm personally a CS major and we do kind of have that issue where we kind of have to find that right answer. You might take a different path, but if the output isn't right, then uh, you're complete, your answer is completely wrong. There's nothing you can do about that. And that's what I kind of appreciate about uh, liberal studies in general. It's a lot more open-ended. You know, you, you actually have some leeway instead of being forced into, hey, this is the right answer. You didn't get this, try again, figure something else out. Exactly, exactly. And see, that's my struggle with 
other majors, I, I had a hard time sticking with that just one answer because you can't question why it's that one answer. It yeah. just has to be that way. Whereas in liberal studies and American studies, there's going to be an answer why, you know, so that's something I appreciate. Mm -hmm. So I have a question. What are your thoughts on finishing 15, the new campaign that uh, Titan should take 15 units a semester so we finish in four years? I say do it. I am, I am a big advocate for that. My first couple um, years at Cal State Fullerton, I only took 12 units. Um, I was a first generation college student. Um, I didn't have like guidance to know what was a lot, what was a little bit. Um, I was told by my counselors that 12 units was plenty. It was more than enough. And I really struggled in those first two years. And I almost think it's because I was so underwhelmed by college, by the 12 units. Um, and then in my last semester, I took 21 units. I worked two jobs and it was the best semester I had. Absolute straight A's, not a single issue. And it's because I think that, you know, you have an end goal taking more units, you know, like being done in four years, which is ideal for, I think, almost every college student. You don't want to be there longer than you have to. Um, and when you're taking 12 units or under, I think it can be really underwhelming and you don't really see the end goal when you're doing that. So I think 15 units a semester is perfect for students. I think it's the right amount of courses and it gives you enough, you know, time and leeway to, to work a job, to put yourself through college, to do your internships, to do your extracurricular activities that you have. So I think 15 units a semester is the perfect amount. I see. I'm kind of surprised that they told you 12 was more than enough. I'm curious to see what they thought was enough, maybe like eight units. You would have been stuck in college forever if you just like completely followed that advice all the way through. Exactly. And you know, that's something I was told by someone else is that they tell you to take 12 units to keep you there longer. And so after that, you know, I took 21 my last semester, 18 the year before, and then 15 the year before. So, or the semester before, I'm sorry. But up until that point, I was only taking 12 units. And so there was no way I was going to graduate in four years if I continued down that path. So I increased it, you know, 15 was good, 18 was good, 21 was good. And, you know, I don't think students should put any more pressure on themselves than they need to, but I think that 15 is a good number. Mm -hmm. So how were you able to manage working two jobs plus uh, taking 21 units, that's like seven classes in one semester and getting straight A's through it? Like, how are the time management skills with that? For me, it's almost like you're so busy, you don't have a choice. So you have to get this assignment done because you're not going to have time tomorrow or the next day to do it. You you know, you have to go to work because you have to pay your bills. So you have to show up and get your job done versus, you know, having free time. You're like, I'll get it done tomorrow. I'll get it done tomorrow. And then it doesn't get done. And you end up with a B or a C in the class because you missed three assignments or, yeah. you know, you let the things like slip by because you think you have all the time in the world to do it versus, you know, being so busy that you have time limits that you have to give yourself and you cannot miss those time limits because your education depends on it. Yeah. So what is, uh, to end this off, uh, what are some quick tips that you would give to like current Cal State Fullerton students? That's a tough one. Cause there's so many different demographics that I feel like yeah. could all use different advice. Um, I mean, I would just say, enjoy your time because it ends way faster than you think. And I would also let students know um, that they can take a semester off if they need to uh, without any type of repercussions. I did that. I took time off school to reevaluate if, you know, this was what I wanted to do. I looked at, you know, schools like FITM. I looked at different trade schools. Um, I would say definitely use, if you need it, utilize that semester that you have off, whether it's for your mental health, whether it's for, 
um, you know, you to get some travel experience, to get some work experience. Um, I would say utilize that semester, but definitely go back and, you know, finish your degree, earn your education. But um, that was something that I'm so thankful for being told that I have that semester to take off. You know, I used it to travel. I used it for my mental health just to, you know, kind of reevaluate everything and go back to Fullerton. I feel like I went back and was able to succeed and was able to take on way more because I was given that little break in between. I see. And then uh, just a curious question, what was your favorite memory on campus at Cal State Fullerton? My favorite memory, um, that's kind of tough. I would say some of my favorite memories were just going into the ARC, the African American Resource Center and watching movies, you know, watching Spike Lee school days or watching, you know, like the Malcolm X movie. I think that those are definitely my favorite memories because I felt so welcomed and included there. So. I think those are for sure my favorite memories, just my time spent in the ARC with my friends and my community around me. I see. So to end it off, I wanted to ask you if you are a part of a Titan Pro Network. I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, now is a perfect time for me to plug it. Um, Titan Pro <laughs> Network is our very own LinkedIn site uh, made for Cal State Fullerton students and alum, faculty and staff, where um, Students are just able to connect with alumni very simply. Uh, you can sign in with your LinkedIn account. And with that, you can just message any alum, um, talk to them about any like current topics, anything that you want to talk about, if you need any advice. Uh, currently, I believe we have over a thousand alumni signed up. So students are able to find someone. It's a really great uh, way to get advice from people who've gone to the same school, took the same classes, even had the same professors. So um, I recommend you also sign up for Time for Network so you can talk to all the students and help them out. Uh, and then students very much recommend you guys sign up as well, since there are so many people on there who can easily just give you advice and just talk to you about whatever it is that you want to talk about. So with that, we're going to end it off here. So thank you so much, Sydney, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really great time. And then if you want to catch future episodes of the Titan Alumni Talks podcast, you can catch them on Saturdays at 6 p.m. on titanradio.org. And you can watch them on YouTube at youtube.com slash alumni.